the home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. All right, we're checking in temporarily here for Flyer Feedback. We are live from Flanagan's Pub where, yes, your Dayton Flyers just won 82-76 to over Davidson. We're going to get into it big time. Alan Willis here again, a subbing for the uh, new dad, John Bedell, along with uh, former Flyer and Hall of Famer Keith Wallaskowski. And Keith, huge win for the guys today, huge. Yeah, absolutely. I think it was uh, one of those situations where I – we're still kind of playing for seeding, but uh, on the surface, it seems nothing to really gain. But playing for pride, playing to honor some seniors, we were able to do that. I was glad to see uh, to see Drew and Christian get a start and get a couple of minutes in there, and then uh, and, and then we were able to honor them with a win. And what a great way to go out! It was an awesome atmosphere over there, uh, very exciting, and hopefully we can continue the momentum into the into the tournament. Yeah, Drew almost had a hoop there too, man. I was rooting for it. If you just got a little bit more on there, so no, that was awesome. That. Coach uh, honored those two kids as well. Man, I tell you, it was back and forth, and you just almost seemed like it was going to be one of those that came down to the wire, and it really did, kind of almost down to the last minute or whatever. But I think that home crowd kind of took us over a little bit, and we played some smart ball towards the end. Yeah, we did. And that's the way these games, the top half of the bracket, in, in, or the top half of the league should be. I mean, and, and number one team in the league coming in versus, what are we, number three, number four right now? Number, number three, three. Now. And – that's what you want good competitive game guys decided it uh you know one of the things for Dayton all year long a a key to the game is take care of the basketball they did that they only had four turnovers two of them were charge calls offensive fouls so did an outstanding job taking care of the basketball don't give uh can't give anybody any extra possessions they made shots when they needed to they made free throws when they needed to they played well and and I think they handled a lot of, uh, of adversity throughout as well and I'll tell you, the, the shooting from three continues. Of course, Kobe Bray is leading that charge, but 52% as a team from three, that's going to win you a lot of ball games. Yeah, what can you say about Kobe Bray, uh, especially coming off the bench? What a threat. He's played so well the past uh, about three weeks at least. He's played so well, just kind of slowed things down, took what, he, took what came to him. Uh, used a couple different moves, you know, pump fake. He's got a reputation as a shooter, so pump yep. flake, fly on by. Sometimes it's a sidestep three. Sometimes it's a one-dribble jumper. He's knocking those down, and, and he's been a tremendous spark for us off the bench. Rex and I talked about this the last time we were here at Flanagan. It's just you can just see his confidence. Is He wants the ball now, and the team wants him to have the ball now, and that's, you know, as a former player, I mean, what does that feel like when you know the team's behind you and you know – you can make that shot. Yeah, it gives you a lot of confidence. I mean, I mean he's you need him to shoot well. It helps spread your offense. It's a, uh, an integral part of your offense. And then he's performing. And, and these guys, the, the thing about this team is they get so hyped up for the success of their teammates. Not their own personal success, yep. but the success of their teammates. They love to see each other do well. They get pumped up. They pump the crowd up. They, you know, they play with a lot of smiles. They have a lot of fun doing it and, and take a lot of pride in what their teammates are doing. I mean, you can almost see it on Malachi's face. It, he, he gets more enjoyment out doing a wraparound pass or an alley-oop than he does making a three. Yeah. You know, he just, it just excites him, and that's, that's just good teammates. And, and Duran is the same way, they're all, and they're all like that. And you're right, whether it's a, a pass, and then after he makes the pass, he's jumping around and yep. slamming his fist when Duran's dunking the ball, or they're holding threes up, or they're flexing on people. They have a really good time playing basketball, and they've, 
learned over the course of this season how to compete. They've learned what it takes to win. And when they are competing and they are winning and they're making good plays, they're, they're having a lot of fun doing that. Yeah, and you, can, and you can definitely see that. Another key stat from today's game is uh, they were losing the rebounding battle at halftime, but they came back in the second half, out-rebounded Davidson 31 to 26. So that's always key when you can control the ball and limit you know, Davidson from getting another shot because they're a good shooting team. Yeah, they really are. And that, it was a big key for this game is don't let them get hot from the three-point line, uh, which they certainly can do. And you got to defend for the entire shot clock against them because they'll run stuff and run and run. And uh, they move very, very well away from the ball. And they set good screens away from the ball. And you've got to be aware of who's coming off and which way they're going and our defense, we have to do a lot of switching and a lot of talking and a lot of communicating. We handled that well today, I thought. Yeah, it's not necessarily the uh, Princeton offense, but, boy, they do a lot of backdoor sets, don't they? They do, and there's screens coming off of it, too. And, uh, again, if you're not talking, you, you can get lost, and you very frequently see that in their opponents, and uh, they'll run away with games due to that. So their big guy, uh, I mean, he was doing a lot of uh, work on the inside, Brakovich, and – I don't know if you're Holmes and you've got your position. So the big guy, right? You played in the post your whole career. You're a big guy. You're down there. You've got your set, and the guy's just leaning into you, leaning into you, leaning into you, and then they end up calling the foul on Holmes. I mean, what do you do? Uh, it's it's a uh, it's a tough little dance that we play down there because <laughs> <laughs> you can't have you can't use both arms to brace yourself against him. You can't push back, but it looks like he's leaning his shoulder, and then they got called on it the one time. Yep. You try to take a charge, and if you sell it too much, or it just happens to be the one where he doesn't hit you that hard, you get called for ultimately what is a delay a game warning on that for flopping. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a fine little dance. You just you got to get strong, learn how to learn how to take it, and in those situations. You're not necessarily looking for a blocked shot. You just want to make the shot that he's going to take as difficult as possible. Square him up, uh, uh, what they call wall up. You put your arms as high up in the air as you can and stick your chest out without impeding his progress. And hopefully that, that, that he creates a little bit of a contact and either leaves it short on the backboard or, or overshoots the rim. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought Holmes did a great job on him, but, you know, a couple of times you just got called for that. And I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, I, I don't know what else, you know, he can do. But, yeah, I, I don't know. And he's know. still a freshman, too. And it's, you know, every game he's learning. And offensive end he's learning, defensive end he's learning, and he's going through. And, you know, ultimately that's the type of stuff that helps build experience. So as a sophomore, as a junior, hopefully he's still around if he's a senior uh, for us, that you know how those plays work. He's gotten bigger, he's gotten stronger, and, and he knows how to work down there. Absolutely. Hey, if you're uh, listening to us at home or on your way home and you want to call in, you can do it, uh, 457-1290. Or if you're here at uh, Flanagan's, which we hope you're going to come join us, you can ask us a question here on the Bud Light mic. We're going to be out here till at least 3.30. Flyer Feedback. Live from Flanagan's Pub on Stewart Streets, brought to you by Bud Light. They've got a lot of good food out here. We just had the uh, traditional nachos while the game was going on, so I definitely uh, recommend those. So you talked about senior day. What was that like uh, for you, you know, uh, last game at UD, front of the crowd? Uh, it was bittersweet. Obviously, there's a lot that goes into it. Uh, you still focus because uh, you got a game to play. But you're walking out with your parents. There's a lot of emotions, and, and you cherish the times that you get to play in there and almost to the point that, that you take it for granted because the fans are so great, and they're yep. so loud, and they're so present at every single game and such great interaction with them. And, and then when you start to think about it, it's like, well, I don't ever get to do this again, and I'm going to miss it. And this is uh, 
this is really going to hurt. And, I, you know, I hate to bring up bad memories. We ended up losing on a buzzer beater at Rhode Island, like a corner three. Dustin Halenga, not that I not, remember. Yeah, not that not that I'm <laughs> holding any grudges on that, but uh, but yeah, just you know, you, you come to the realization that this was such an awesome experience, and I'm and me as a senior, but every senior that comes through, we're so fortunate to be able to play in that type of atmosphere every single home game. Yeah, because we travel around the A10, and certainly that's not the case. No, and I'm not going to dive into that. <laughs> but I, I hold some grudges there, too. But we're so fortunate to be able to have such an awesome experience as players, as students, uh, to be in that night in and night out. It's grateful, grateful to have had that opportunity. So where's your jersey that uh, was framed? Is it in your house someplace? Uh, I've got a couple jerseys framed. I've got one in the office. I've got one in the house. One had, I had given to my dad because, you know, we go through a couple different jerseys every year, too. And uh, I've got a couple that I still probably need to frame. And... I've, I've taken them out. I've showed the kids. I'm surprised at uh, how big I was because, I, I mean, they're like dresses almost. Yeah. They're just, just huge things. But it's, uh, it's fun to, give, to get them out, and it gives me a chance to reminisce with them and tell my kids how great I was and just completely lie to them. <laughs> well, you were a great player. <laughs> and not only was it senior day, but it was also they uh, inducted some folks into the Hall of Fame, which you also are, are in. So what kind of feeling was that? Absolutely. Very deserving. I, I, I love the way – uh, Doug Housechild kind of runs that ceremony, um, you know, it, it, usually reserved for big games and very, uh, very symbolic for them as they go through. And they have their actual induction ceremony and give their speeches in a, in a different setting. But then for them to receive the award to kind of walk down across the court and join the other Hall of Famers that are at that game, yeah. it's kind of like you're part of the fraternity now. And uh, it's, it, it, it was special for me when I was able to do it. It's special for me to go back and be part of that welcoming committee, too, just because, I, again, I remember the feeling of being able to see people, and congratulations, and it's so awesome. You feel like you're uh, just part of yet another circle within the big Dayton family. Yeah, in case uh, everybody missed it, uh, Coach Mike Tucker uh, was inducted. Uh, Mike Hormeyer was uh, inducted. Uh, and a couple of girls basketball players or women's basketball players, Andrea Hoover and Allie Malott McCarthy. So uh, and they were teammates together. So how special is that for two girls, you know, play together going in? Yeah. And, and I mean, the women's program has had some tremendous success. They some won today too. success. They won today. Yeah. I mean, uh, Shauna has done an outstanding job with them in her sixth season. They've won the league five times now. Unbelievable. And they've won the tournament twice in that span, too, and an opportunity tomorrow to, to do it again. So she's done an awesome job with them. Hopefully we can hold on to her. Yeah, well, yeah, you know her name is, is going to be bantered about uh, for, well, who do you think is going to be the next, you know, put your thinking hat on, who's the next UD basketball guy to go into the Hall of Fame, you think? I don't know. That's a good question. I, I, I think they generally, I don't know what all goes into the voting or the nomination type of process but generally uh i think they wait about they wait about 10 years and that's right about the time that i was overseas and paying attention but unable to keep up with a lot of the stuff that was going on um so that'll be interesting I, it, it, brian roberts has to be in he's in already right i would think so i think he is yeah i don't know i'd have to i'd have to dive into who was who was there and when because then chris wright was there we and interestingly enough and i don't know if 
not, again, I'm not on the Hall of Fame committee or, or how that is. We've had some guys that have had tremendous success, individual seasons, but some transfers too. And it sounds like we got music in our ears, yeah. so I'm guessing Anthony's heading over. Yep, so we'll uh, take it back to the arena, and then we'll be back for uh, the rest of Flyer Feedback live from Flanagan's. You're listening to AM 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Larry Hanskin back here at the UD Arena where the Dayton Flyers defeat Davidson 82-76 to the court with Coach Anthony Grant brought to you by Pickerel, Schaefer, and Ebling, the only law firm you'll ever need. Find out more at pselaw.com. Coach, congratulations, but before we get into the hows and what's, what an amazing college basketball game this was. Yeah, unbelievable environment. Flyer Nation showed up today. Thank you, guys. That was awesome. Unbelievable environment today. Uh, you know, give Davidson credit. I, I think they're an excellent basketball team. This was a, a really, really good college basketball game. Proud, really proud of our guys. Uh, this was this game was all about a level of grit. You had to have a level of grit to play in this game and a level of toughness, and our guys showed that. Uh, just happy with the win. I'm not going to enumerate all the big shots that different people made, but the one thing I think underscores what they did is guys made big shots regardless of what had happened the previous possession or two possessions ago they were always in the moment yeah and that that's the way to me that's growth you know for a basketball team to be able to move on to the next play whether it was good or bad i thought i thought our guys did that you know davison they made some tough shots today defensively it was a real challenge to try to limit them they got they have really good players running a really good system really hard to guard on the other side of the ball, we felt like if, if, we could, if we could force them to have to guard, force them to have to, have to make, make plays defensively over and over again, the game was going to come down to defense. Both teams made shots. Our guys made a few plays down the stretch that allowed us to win the game. You know, one of those things that gets lost in all the big shots that are being made by both sides. You, you, you were trailing in the rebounding column at the half, but you came back and you won the battle of the glass because you had defensive possessions that ended with a rebound. Well, that, that's huge. You know, we talk about being able to finish our defense, and we've been really good all year. I think the majority of our games this year, we, we've been on the plus side in terms of rebounds. Tonight was a night where we knew that was going to be important. You know, they, they uh, offensively, this team is... is I think they're one of the top 10, 15 teams in the country in every metric that you look at. Um, so, you know, we knew it was going to be a challenge. And like I said, I think at the end of the day, our guys were able to make enough plays, whether it was getting a stop, getting a steal, getting a rebound, making a play on the other side offensively to be able to get a, a win against a very, very talented team. You had three turnovers at the half. You finished with four for the game, yeah. and it was an offensive foul, I believe. Wow. Yeah, our, our guys did a great job of, of, of taking care of the basketball tonight. Um, I thought we did a pretty good job uh, of executing, understanding you know, what we needed to do. Did a good job of attacking, uh, so that, that's great to see that. All right, there's basketball to be played next week and beyond that, but this does wrap up your regular yeah. season, yeah. a game in which every game was sold out and full. Yeah. Those aren't always no, synonymous. Listen, I can't thank you guys enough. Flower Nation, you guys are awesome. I, I think uh, our guys understand, you know, how valuable you guys are to us. We appreciate you guys for all that you do. And, uh, again, thank you.
All right, Coach, congratulations. A great regular season and a great win and a great finish. Appreciate it. Go Flyers. All right, that does wrap things up here. Final time here at the UD Arena this season. But there's lots of basketball to be played and lots to be accomplished by this young team that is still growing before our eyes. On behalf of our, our crew here courtside, uh, Brooks Hall filling in for the legend and also our engineer producer, Parker Testa. I'm Larry Hanskin. Our final again is Dayton 82 and Davidson 76. Now stick around for more of Flyer Feedback. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Brought to you by Bud Light. Where there's fun, there's a Bud Light there. Premier Health, proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash UD. Frickers, for over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. Care Source, individual and family health insurance that has you covered with kindness. Vandalia Blacktop and Seal Coating, make your parking lot look great again. Go to VandaliaBlacktop.com to see how. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers, helping fans stay comfortable all season long. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. University of Dayton Basketball is a presentation of 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. The announcers for today's game were chosen in conjunction with the University of Dayton. Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Flanagan's Pub. For all of your UD Flyer game day food and drinks, check out the newly remodeled Flanagan's on Stewart Street. Enjoy that same Flyer faithful experience you've grown accustomed to since 1976. Bud Light, where there's fun, there's a Bud Light there. Premier Health, proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash UD. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers, helping fans stay comfortable all season long. Call in with your comments or questions. 457-1290. Flyer feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. All right, we're live at uh, Flanagan's Pub on Stewart Street celebrating a UD victory today, 82-76 over Davidson. You can uh, feel free to step up at the Bud Light mic if you're here in person or call us at 457-1290. Alan Willis filling in again for uh, John Bedell along with the UD Hall of Famer Keith Wallaskowski. And uh, I think we got some folks on the phone, so let's go right to it. We've got uh, Ted from Las Vegas. Ted, go ahead. Hey guys! Hey, I gotta tell you, what about them flyers? I've been How about following that? them all season long. I live in Las Vegas, uh, UD alum from uh, from the '80s, and uh, I gotta tell you, this team is more exciting than one we've seen in a long time. So they weren't supposed to be where they are, and they're doing a great job. And I've, I've been a Flyers fan since I was a kid, watching the NIT back in the late '60s. And I gotta tell you, thanks to the Flyers today, three hundred forty dollars richer. So. Thank you, Flyers. <laughs> That's right. That's I, right. I, they, they covered there at the end, didn't they? Yeah. Made some free throws to cover. I, I, I bought it down to three and a half, and I was sweating the four points, but uh, they covered and uh, got the over. And uh, like I say, it's a great day anytime they do that, but it's a great day when Flyers win, and I'm looking forward to seeing them do some great things in March Madness. 
Why would I expect anything else from Ted from Vegas, right? That's right. Talking about the spread. Well, Ted, keep following him. We appreciate you listening, okay? All right, hey, keep, it up, keep up the good work, and uh, have, have a beer on me and Flanagan's. I'll, I'll send him a check. Take awesome. Thank you, sir. All right, we're going to stay on the phone lines. We've got uh, Rich calling from D.C. Rich, how you doing? Hey, guys. Wonderful, wonderful game. I was jumping out of my chair and ended up standing the whole second half watching. Um, I, first of all, I think this is the best game since the Kansas game, and I don't mean the Kansas game this year. Um, the Kansas game in Maui was phenomenal. These, those kids shot the heck out of the ball just like we did today. And Larry, Larry said it very well at the beginning of the year. I think he, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but he said, you know, he was going to love watching these guys every game because you never knew what you were going to get, good or bad, as the team grew. And boy, have they grown. And I just think that AG should really be considered for coach of the year in the A-10. I understand Bob Killip has had a wonderful year, but to take this team, coming off three losses in the beginning at home to where they are now to potentially finishing second is phenomenal. So hats off to those guys, and I'm particularly glad for Kobe uh, with that setback three. I hope that boosts his confidence coming off the LaSalle shot. I mean, he's such a great player. All of the guys are playing so well together. It's a fabulous, fabulous joy to watch. So thanks very much. All right, Rich, we appreciate you listening and uh, following the Flyers. And we have one more call, I believe. Let's go to Mike from Dayton. Mike, how you doing? All right, guys. How are you today? Good. Why, uh, I'm one of those few, few people that think Dayton still has a chance to get to the NCAA tournament. If they can win at least one game in the tournament, I, because of their reputation, I think they got a chance. Uh, but I, you mentioned something about who are the next Flyers basketball players that should be in the uh, UD Hall of Fame. Can I name two people? Absolutely. Pete Boyle, who is the only one of uh, a player on Blackburn's first great team that's still not the UD Athletic Hall of Fame. I met his daughter a couple of years ago in the hall at UD during uh, during the Decane game. And she was really disappointed in that and seemed to be hurt. And I think they should consider him. And one more player is George Jackson, who um, uh, was uh, uh, the center for UD. He shut down Big Jim McDaniels when they upset Western Kentucky back in 1971. And, and uh, well, uh, you, when you talk to Rex, ask him about that game. Uh, George Jackson is another reason why he should be considered for the Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah. He followed the uh, Glender Terrain, Rudy Waterman era. And, and Dayton at that time, UD, did not have a very good uh, relationship with the black community at that time. I'm not trying to bring up old wounds, but I'm just reading for UD history. And George Jackson came to play for UD, and he said, it's okay to play at UD. Were not for George Jackson, there might not have been a Donald Smith, Johnny Davis era. And I think he should also be considered for the UD Athletic Hall of Fame. All right. Well, Mike, we appreciate your comments. And, you know, there's... Uh, as Keith knows, there's just there's so many great flyers, you know, throughout the years. Um, it'll be interesting, you know, maybe someday we can uh, have that conversation with people that know better than you and I. Yeah, absolutely. And when you look back through through Dayton basketball history, especially in the 50s and 60s, there was just so many great basketball players. 
And then you dive into some of their stats. And remember that they only played three years of, of varsity basketball at that time. Yep. And their stats are still, you know, higher, better than guys that played four years. And it just it, such a strong, rich history of basketball. It's really tough to draw a line of who should be in, who should be out. And uh, uh, thankfully, I'm not one of those guys that has to yeah, make that decision. You don't have to, <laughs> or you don't have to worry about it anymore either. You're already in there. So. We've got one more caller. Let's go to uh, Mark uh, from Xenia. Mark, how you doing? Mark, you got to say that one more time. I didn't quite catch it. Okay. Is that the Hall of Fame? How about Scoochie Smith and Miguel Knight? Is Miguel Knight not in the Hall of Fame? I, I can't believe that he's not. Scooch may still be, like you said, there may be a 10-year yeah, and and he would be one that was that would be right on that edge. That yeah, I, that I think would be very deserving as well. I mean, Scooch and Kyle, and uh, I, I would think that they're going to be, um, you know, going to be in there at some point. So, all right, Mark, we appreciate it. We're going to get back to the show here a little bit. Hey, we're doing uh, flyer feedback live from Flanagan's Pub on Stewart Street. Flyers celebrating a win, eighty-two to seventy-six today. Uh, they were led in scoring by Deuce, who had 20 points, six rebounds. Kobe Bray, another outstanding performance. I'll tell you what, he is starting to really become like a superstar on this team, and he brings that energy off the bench. He was uh, four or six from three, 18 points. Malachi, another great game, six assists, nine points. Kobe Elvis, 11 points, and RJ had eight points. Only four turnovers for the Flyers today, and as you mentioned earlier, two of those were charges. Yeah, and something that... Over the course of the season, they've struggled with at times. And, and again, that's just – it's some of the youth. It's some of the inexperience. And, a, a, again, I believe it was Rich that had the comment about uh, how far this team has come over the course of the season. And that's, you know, that's kind of what we expected, um, knowing that they were as young as they are and, and so many new guys and playing together for the first time. Uh, that, you know, there were, there were going to be some ups and downs. And, and certainly early on there were some downs that, you know, the sky was falling and what's going to happen with this team. Um, some very tough times. But, again, those things that you have to, as a team, go through and grow through. And they've done a tremendous job of doing that over the course of this season. Yep. They take three or four steps forward, maybe only one step back, and then another five or six steps forward and then a, a step back. And, again, that's part of it and that's part of the deal. And, and you know, a lot of times I get myself really excited talking about the future of this team and, and even getting ahead of, this season so far what's left to accomplish this season that i think they are in a good position to do something to make some noise uh i think we have to win we're gonna have to win more than one game in the a10 tournament to be mentioned we're gonna have to at least make the finals to kind of have an at-large chance and i don't know how that's all going to boil down i don't know if they'll take into account tumani kamara didn't play at lasalle yeah. or not um because he's got such an impact on this team but again you know, if I was to look at my goals at the beginning of the season for this team, knowing that, again, youth, ups, downs, I would say we got to come within, we, we got to place in the top four, get a double bye in the A-10 tournament, and give ourselves uh, a chance, put ourselves in a position to only have to win three games in three days to qualify for this tournament. I would say that this team has more than exceeded those expectations yes it hurts a little bit because we were so close 
we're so close. If you if you boil down the last three games, hey, we gotta we gotta win a couple of games and give ourselves a shot. And how wi- I mean, the arena was already wild today. Yes. How wild would that game have been if that was for an actual A10 league title shot? Oh my God. And we, you know, as as a team, their goals compete for championships. We won a championship in Florida earlier this season. We competed up until the last week of the season for a championship in the league. And we're going to go out. We're going to go out to DC and compete for another championship. Hopefully, put ourselves in a position to win a game on Sunday to win a championship. Yeah, I mean it's it's exciting. And you just think back to some of those games. Should have beat VCU here. Obviously, should have beat LaSalle. Yeah. Some of the, those three games earlier in the season. If some butts can be nuts. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Lots of lots of coulda, shoulda, woulda. Yeah. But stuff you got to go through still. Yeah. Hey, uh, I, I guess uh, Mr. Uh, Rex broke away from the beach down in Florida. Mr. Gardecki is on the line with us. Rex, how you doing? Hey, I tell you what, it's Flyer Haven down here in Chesapeake. <laughs> we are so Bud Light happy. I'll tell you. Keith, I know it had to be hard not calling that game, but man, man, they're playing great, aren't they? Yeah. They really are. I, I love what I'm seeing out of them right now. Uh, it, it, guys have kind of settled into roles. Everybody's important. Uh, they're playing so well together. And, and they, you know, Alan, we talked about it earlier, taking pride in each other's success, which is a huge part of being a great team. Yep. Uh, and, and they're learning that now. They're learning that early. They're, they're doing it well early. Hopefully they continue to even grow more with that. Well, Rex, we, we got to tell you, I know it's nice down there. But it's 70 here, so we're loving life in Dayton, Ohio. It's good to talk to you. Have a good trip, okay? Go Flyers. Thank you, sir. All right, we're going to be back, and we're going to get into the A-10 uh, tournament, some of the brackets, and break that out. We're doing uh, Flyer Feedback live from Flanagan's Pub, brought to you by Bud Light. Alan Willis along with Keith Wallacekowski. You're listening to AM 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. This is Flyer Feedback. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Call with your questions and comments now, 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. All right, we're back live to wrap things up here at Flanagan's Pub on Stewart Street. Make sure you stop in here. Lots of great food, lots of cold drinks. We appreciate that. It's all brought to you by Bud Light. Alan Willis filling in for uh, John Bedell along with uh, UD Hall of Famer Keith Wallacekowski. Got a text from my daughter Peyton. Got to give her a shout-out, her and her friends from Brescia, on their first senior trip for uh, spring break. Uh-oh. So, well, not senior trip, but spring break. They're uh, going down to um, – Florida. So nice. Hi, Peyton, and all your friends. <laughs> all right. You so we are ready to talk some March Madness here, right? A10 tournament coming up. Flyers are either going to be a second seed. If St. Louis would beat VCU at the four o'clock game, they would jump to number two. They can do no worse than number three. So I know you've kind of mapped it out there a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Currently, as it stands, Davidson uh, Davidson is in first. VCU a half game behind in second. Dayton in third. But VCU plays St. Louis tonight. Tough matchup. If St. Louis wins that game, that moves VCU down into a tie with us. So Davidson would get the one seed. We would stay at the two seed via tiebreaker with VCU. VCU would have the three seed. If VCU wins that game, they own a tiebreaker against uh, with Davidson. It would move them into a tie with Davidson, and they own the tiebreaker, so that would make VCU the one seed. 
uh, that would put Davidson as the two seed, and then that would keep us at the three seed. And so regardless, we, if we end up with the two seed, we're playing at 6 o'clock on Friday night. As it stands with the three seed, we're playing at 8.30 on Friday night. Uh, either way, we're going to have to win three games. And, yeah. and we can sit here and argue about the path and who we'd like to play and who we'd not like to play. And, um, you know, there's a, a lot of other variables that go into that. I think ultimately uh, it, it hinges more on us and just playing Dayton Flyer basketball, taking care of the basketball, not giving teams extra possessions, yeah. uh, defending the three-point line, and then just continue to play tough, play like a team like we have been. You, you know these teams, right? We've been through the scattering reports. We're fairly – uh, fairly familiar with them as we've played them somewhat recently. And we're just going to have to play some basketball. Yeah, I would think at this point in the season there are no secrets anymore. I think everybody knows what everybody can bring. One thing I kind of noticed, just real quick, getting back to today's game, Dayton won 82-76, in case you're just tuning in, was the press. It seemed like the press was just more to slow maybe Davidson down a little bit than it was as a defensive strategy. Did you notice that? Yeah, they and, and we'll do different things with different teams. I think Davidson takes care of the ball. They're uh, an experienced team, fundamentally sound, but they will use every bit of the shot clock to run their offense. So what we wanted to do is at least eat up some clock, make them work a little bit, kind of throw them off when they get into a set, and then that rushes them a little bit if they're trying to run an entire offense, but they only have like 14, 15 seconds. That's much different than if you have, you know, somewhere between 24 to 26 seconds. To okay. Do. So it's just trying to, trying to throw a wrench into their plans and make them work a little bit, make them think and, and adjust on the fly. And for, you know, for, for all intents and purposes, I think Dayton – did a good job of that today. Davidson, you got to give them some credit. They made some shots. They did. Uh, they took advantage of some opportunities. Um, but, you know, we, we came away with the win. I think we did a better job of it than they did. I mean, that one kid, that uh, foster lawyer, man, 25 points, he was just draining them. And coming off an injury a little bit, too. Yeah. So, uh, I think a little bit of motivation. And, and he had just gotten into a really good flow, too. And he had a good game. You give him credit. Hopefully, uh, hopefully if we play them again, he does not play that well. So we got about a minute left in the show. So everybody's coming up to us and going, what do you think? What do you think? Are we on the bubble, back on the bubble, back on the bubble? What do you think? You know, I think, honestly, I think we're close, but I think we're still on the outside looking in. Again, I don't know if they'll take into account Tumani Kamara not playing against LaSalle. I don't know. I think they would take into account. I know we dropped three bad games early, but obviously we've righted that ship. Uh, so I think they at least look at trends somewhat recently. Uh, of how that's gone. I still think we're kind of on the outside looking in, just given the strength of the conference and, and where our numbers are, our net numbers and our Ken Palm and all that type of stuff. I think we at least need to get to the championship to have some type of shot. And a competitive but, championship at that. Yeah, and whether it's uh, whether you're talking about making the NCAA tournament, whether you're talking about winning a game down the stretch, I would be much more comfortable if that decision was taken out of somebody else's hands. I agree. Right? So you don't want to leave the game, hey, we should have made this shot, should have made some free throws, and the ref made a bad call at the end, and we lose the game on, on no. some extra possession. Don't leave it in the ref's hands. Just win the championship. Take care, of <laughs> take, care of, take care of business. Let's go win three games, have a good time, and uh, watch the selection show with a little bit less stress.
Well, whatever happens, I, I do know we're going to be having uh, one of those shows uh, next week. So we'll tell you more about that, Larry. We'll definitely as the week goes on. It's been a pleasure again, Keith. Thank you very much. Thanks to everybody coming out. Thanks to HIO for letting me do this and Johnny B being a dad again. Appreciate all that. Thanks to Flanagan's Pub and Bud Light for the season-long uh, sponsorship once again for Flyer Feedback. I'm Alan Willis, and you're listening to AM 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk.